What's good, Internet, and welcome to our Game of the Year session for Super GG Radio, an NPR podcast. That's where you throw the bam, 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 bears in there, Joel. Oh, um, I'm not making any promises. Okay. We're friends <laughs> chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host and master of ceremonies, Alex Arona. With me, as always, this week is the master of playing old games in the current year, Joel DeWitt. The heart w- wants what it wants, Alex, and this year it was comfort food. Hey, you know what? I respect that, but I also don't respect the so-called beatless champion, elect. Looking at you, Getty. 2020 was a shit year, so comfort food is good, Getty is bad. Getty, Eric Getty Gettinger. I may have lost the court battles, but I'll never concede. Alex, you really can't afford to keep this up. We need more content. Lots content. more content. Content. I mean... The best part is, at this point, I am not now going to be kind of pretty busy with a lot of stuff, and Getty has got back into Destiny. So the sole content creator is going to be Joel. The soul still burns. You ready to have that on your shoulders for 2021? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just need to take your tact and just find every little one-hour indie I can find. I mean, they, they should sort Steam by hours to completion, so I can take your uh, approach to that out. There are some good ones, I gotta tell you. Now, uh, I'm going to spend the rest of my time as Beatless Champion, setting as many fires as possible. Getty, may I introduce you to the new Dungeons & Dragons-inspired Destiny 2 expansion? Sure. Getty, don't let him inside your house, he'll start a fire. Well, I knew that. He he just told you. I've shown up to his house. I've handed stuff to his wife. She literally says he doesn't want to talk to you. (laughs) That was like right at the beginning of quarantine, bud. You were, like, out rubbing your face on stuff. I was just trying to hide at home in a corner. I literally dropped stuff at his house. She goes, he won't talk to you. Like, okay. Yeah, I was convinced that, like, at the start of quarantine, uh, like, the chances of getting sick were really high. And, I mean, it is really high even now, but um, it doesn't account for the fact that we we could have actually been sick. I mean, everybody was freaked out early on, right? Oh, yeah. And Alex was just hanging out. Yeah, going it was just to people's the fear houses. of the unknown. Yeah. I didn't go to people's house. I didn't like. I didn't go from door to door, you bastard. You went from your house to my house. That's door to door. He's he's COVID Arona. It's kind of like uh, typhoid <laughs> Mary. Ooh, I'm moving Walking us out plague. of here. You didn't like that, did you? He's the fourth horseman. <laughs> my last name's he's Arona. The, no, the actual I plague. Like, I, I know, I know. My my uh, brother-in-law's last name is Corona, and that would have worked a lot better. <laughs> You know, I've tried, I, I tried that once. I said, hey, I'll give you the, the coronavirus, and then it sounded gross. So mm-hmm. now it's time to talk about Game of the Year. Game of the Year. Now, we are coming to a close of 2020. We are recording this a little bit ahead of time, so the results of the beat list are not quite official. But we'll take it at where it's at. We'll take it where it's at at the moment. And uh, we're going to start with the festivities here with best alpha slash beta you know here at super gg we're all about the up and coming games and getting the word out now when it comes down to the betas i like to think of the games that were kind of the the like i like to focus on the beta test the games that were not that are still that were in development at the time not quite the games that we got early just because that is a little bit different in my mind. So that means Getty, no bug snacks on this one. No bug snacks, no bug snacks. 
No, I wasn't going to put bug snacks on this I'm one. looking at you, Getty. I said no bug snacks. It's out already. I was waiting You're... for you to sing the song. I'm not. Is bug snacks. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. There we go. Now, uh, I will kick this off with uh, Getty. I want, I want, let's talk about Skater XL. Skater XL is the realistic skateboarding game. One stick is your your right stick is your right foot. The left stick is your left foot. And it is realism for realism's sake. It is the a most simulation skateboarding, of skateboarding game ever. And the way that you describe it is exhausting, Alex. And hold on. <laughs> hold on, Getty. It got worse. I have played over 100 hours of Skater XL and I have gotten into modding to make the game even more realistic. My ollies only get half a foot off the ground. And you want to give hell to Daddy for playing Destiny more? How are you gonna? Yeah. I'm gonna be the front runner for the beat list this year, aren't I? Yep, maybe. I literally played. I played you... three hours last night of Skater XL, just trying this, like <laughs> trying to learn this one trick. And I learned it, and I practiced it over and over again while on the while on a uh, Discord call with friends, just because I wanted to get better at that one trick. Joel, is this true? I see that Final Fantasy VII Remake has made it onto your list. I'm counting it. I'm close. Don't You're judge close? me. Okay. No, I I figured you were going to get to it before the end <laughs> I, of the year. I just I got oh, really yeah. excited. We I, can I finally close. bring it to the the podcast. I am close enough to where I feel like I can give a general, you know, thrust of how I feel about it. I know that the end is different, and I know that's something that Alex has said like it flavored his opinion on it. But I I've prepared myself. It's kind of like uh, knowing what Rosebud is in uh, Citizen Kane. Like I'm I'm ready already. Okay. okay, so my first beta was Skater XL. Joel, what is your first favorite beta of the year? Actually, uh, oh gosh, what was it called? Steam and Cinder? I can't remember the name of it. That that doesn't bode well for... <laughs> Steam and Cinder. I do uh, not see it is, that one. I know you're talking about. You're talking about the 2D Metroidvania... Yeah, Distalt. Distalt Steam and Cinder. Okay. I'm better at remembering experiences than names. Uh, It was just a really well-crafted one of those. Like, the the style was that sort of... uh, You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, like... uh, Of course, I'm failing with the names again. Crap. (laughs) This is why we don't do early morning recordings. Uh, But it's very... It's sort of steampunkish, isn't it? Like I always yes. give that a little bit of that, and uh, it follows this uh, sort of bounty hunter woman who has a reputation but has been seen for dead. And, and the gameplay is very Metroidvania. The moves feel a little more uh, important compared to, say, a Castlevania. Like you can do different attacks that feel like uh, have different purposes as you're taking on enemies, whereas like the Castlevanias and the uh, Bloodstains. It's just like your your swipe of a sword or a weapon. So it was just a small slice of it, but the world building was interesting there, and, and the gameplay was pretty sound. And so I'm hopeful it's going to turn out to be a really neat thing come time for release, which they, they bump back to next year like so many others. But uh, soon enough, we'll have it in our hands. Okay, that was Gestalt, Steam and Cinder. Getty, what have you brought to the table for your first beta test well because you've already nixed bug snacks (laughs) but yeah i know that that wasn't a beta test that was actual like here's the game uh i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you guys to think back to when like the beginning of the year when 
when hope was still in the world and and we got <laughs> keys to a, a little beta that allowed us to play multiplayer. I'm going to Mad Experiments, the escape oh. experience that we had. Good choice. I thought that it was a lot of fun. Um, having never played an escape room digitally, it was a different. It was it was very different than being a you know all together. Uh, obviously, this was a beta that brought us all together during the crazy time, uh, and we really had to like put our hands on it and dig deep. And we were like second guessing and thinking about every single thing that we were picking up and finding in the room. So, I. Uh, as much as we banged our heads against the desk trying to figure out the puzzles, especially that song puzzle, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, you know, it is definitely one of those perfect like premises for a hangout game. I, I've never done an escape room, so it's something where it's it was a fresh experience for me in that way, and, and it is nice to have a digital version of that for situations where it's like people that you know, live far away from each other and can't just on a whim be like, what are we doing this weekend? Oh, there's this escape room that opened up. Let's try that. And it, it worked really well playing together with, we had our discord open and we're able to communicate that way. And, uh, even though I didn't feel like I was contributing much, (laughs) (laughs) that, that collaborative teamwork stuff, it it works really well there. Yeah. It's okay, Joel. That's how it works in real life too. At some point, you're like, I feel like I'm doing nothing. And other people are like, okay, grab this, grab that. Mm -hmm. All right, this is the answer to this clue. Yeah, but it's still, this was fun. In in the aftertimes, Telly wants to do one, so we'll have to figure that out (laughs) once we cannot be contagious around each other. The aftertimes. I was still trying to get the you know the spouses into a Discord chat and then throw them into Mad Experiments and then see how they did. I, I wonder, how much does that cost? That can't be too expensive, right? I uh, don't know. Now that it's out, yeah, there's a no. second room. Maybe there's a third room at this point? Mm, eh, mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I do remember there being a second room coming out, but I don't remember if it was... I'm on it. Ah, yeah. So, continuing on with that, I wanted to bring up not for broadcast. Not Solid for choice. Not for broadcast, the FMV game where you are switching between television panels to go from uh, you know interviews, camera angles, going to commercial, censoring, uh, in some cases, some of that just that was just so much fun. You can watch the the actors in this FMV game really ham it up, do something that was completely out of left field. Just the one the one of the games where they're playing a beer pong tournament in an arena. And there's streakers coming on the field, and you have to keep panning the camera away from the streakers to not show nudity on TV. Was all sorts of hilarious. The drunk, the drunk congressman, who just kept swearing, and you had to keep preparing and keep bleeping him. There was just so the the school musical where they kept making mistakes and kept screwing up. It just all of it was just so much fun, and you can really tell that the people acting in it are having so much fun. And I still, I know you guys haven't had the opportunity, but I still recommend going and trying to play that that demo of it because not for broadcast is just, it's brilliant. Oh, that was actually one I played. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, that's that's quality, and it's, it's on my wish list. It's just uh, I haven't devoted any time to it because, you know, I, I have to do hashtag content. 
every week. No, I plan on going back on that for sure. <laughs> All right, Joel, you're up for uh, your second choice. All right. Uh, so another one that I, I kind of it's it's not something that like stood out over the long span of our uh, betas and alphas, just as we do so much. But reflecting back, weaving tides was one that. Uh, I, I do want to go back to. Uh, Weaving Tides was that is- isometric game where, I mean, the gameplay of it was basically exploring on this isometric plane, and you were flying this dragon thing, and all the ground was sort of this uh, wicker basket kind of looking environment. And part of the progression of the game was that you had a weave button and then there'd be certain sections where you had to sort of dip in and out at a push of a button around the open, broken spaces to sort of tie it back together uh, in order to keep proceeding on it. Uh, I mean, it kind of reminds me of Paper Mario Origami King where you're throwing the confetti to sort of close different spaces off. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working with my hands. Okay? Yeah, no. It's, it's a visual medium. I did it. No, no. <laughs> whenever I think of the Paper Mario, he was just like, Ah, yeah. Like you just yeah, dip yeah, his hand in and then sort of wind up and then go. Yeah, it's so it's like that. That part of it's really satisfying. The environment was really cute and uh, pretty, and uh, so it felt very light. This is going to be a, a sort of nice, easy sort of kids story kind of thing, where it probably be sort of low effort in terms of like how challenging it might get, but. Uh, it sort of filled that mold for me. I, I'm I'm very interested in checking that out once it becomes full release. Okay. And Getty? Man, you know I'm going to talk about Gory. I was going to bring that up. No. I, I want to say that that's probably our beta test of the year. Would you agree on that? Man, that's a big commitment. I will tell you, though, I love Gory. The mechanics of... Uh, your hoverboard that you're flying around and trying to kill all the unicorns, the mechanical unicorns, sorry. But there's just something about it that makes me want to go back to it. Got to wait for it to come out like full version though. Uh, Joel, did you ever get the opportunity to play Gory? No, (laughs) you should play Gory. You should play Gory. I'm going to just say it right now. I think that's pretty, pretty close to, if not, again, my, the beta test of the year, just because of how fun it was. So, so, like, I've never seen anything like that. There was a mix of Devil May Cry and Tony Hawk Pro Skater, than to have this character cat dressed like Marty McFly meowing and have your hoverboard swear every other word yeah, talking to you. Sorry, but the fact that your character communicates and meows. While the board is like a licensed product that belongs to this corporation and it keeps mm. like spouting advertisements, like you, you go to upgrade it and it, it's just, I think you're going to have to go. So uh, go ahead and write down Gory Cuddly Carnage and uh, yeah, and play okay. it. Is that out? No, or is it no. the demo's out still, but that is that is a game that I would would argue is probably the best beta that we played this year. Okay. It it felt the most full it felt really fully featured. It felt 
like the concept was there, the design was there. It just was something so different that caught us off guard because I I remember it that week. I believe it was only me and Steve. You two were both out. Yep. And we were just going through random like lists I had of like, how about this one? How about this one? How about this one? I think we played four betas that that day before we recorded, <laughs> and. All of a sudden, like I'm like, let's try this one. This one looks weird, and then it just was like both blew us away. We're just like, what is this? So I think that that was um, one of my favorites, and I have also made a list for the start menu that uh, included my favorite betas, and Gory was number one. So uh, that is a reference point for all of you. And with that, we're gonna take our first break and come back for our personal games of the year each of us bringing three we wanted to bring up so let's take a break and we'll be right back 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 with our game of the year episode and right now we are going to be giving us uh giving you the listener Whoa. our personal games Whoa. of the year each of us bringing three two four games we want to bring up <laughs> three to four <laughs> go to hell i know <laughs> why would you say Getty three made, and Getty then made like, the rule for three and me and joel both brought four because we're jerks i did not make the rule i thought that three was an appropriate number you know, it's kind of like that person you know who's never on time, so you tell them to be there 20 minutes early. Yeah, so they show up on time. And no, <laughs> that time. doesn't work. I was, I was five minutes early today. Mm-hmm. Usually, usually Alex is the one who's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there in an hour. And then you get a text two hours later like, oh, we're leaving now. No, that's Nate. <laughs> no, no, that's bro. Nate. There was one instance, and I know that this is off topic, but there was one instance where you told Joel, like, hey, I'm going to come back to re-upload my audio, and that was, like, at 10 a.m., and then at 3 p.m., you go, yeah, I haven't left yet. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my partner. That's my partner. I can't control them. Oh, I can't control them. Beth into Under this. the bus. <laughs> I am. Okay. So... My personal, ga- uh, my first, my personal, <clears throat> your personal, my, my personal, my first personal game of the year uh, from my list that I wanted to toss up here was Necro Barista, which is not a big surprise to either of you because I've talked mm-hmm. at length about Necro Barista being a visual novel that gives the I- kind of the idea of clerks, but actually likable characters, <laughs> a bunch of people doing their jobs and doing it poorly. And uh, in their mind, that job would be great if it wasn't for all the fucking customers. Yeah, that's but real the, life. So <laughs> what's the roo- what's the roof hockey of Necro Barista? Uh, there is a like a mad scientist little girl who is constantly making robots with intent to have a murder robot. Okay, all but right. the robots end up just serving people coffee. Very cool. Yeah, and it's it's just funnier because there's that and. She keeps uh, stealing the knives to make more murder robots. Mm-hmm. And the people keep asking, like, Why did, where'd all the knives go? And she's like, I don't know where they're going. And the next next moment, someone will st- uh, sneak up on her and you see a knife go flying past their head. It's like, <laughs> she has all the knives. Why does she have all the knives? I don't know. She just has all the knives. 
So it it's clever. It's funny. These the, the characters that come in to the coffee shop are again kind of ghosts going on to the afterlife, and they have all these little vignettes that are pretty funny. It's like these two mm-hmm. teens talking about trying to uh, steal liquor because they're underage, but one person's like, I don't know. That seems that seems like uh, we can get us in trouble, and the other person goes, But we're teenagers. So they just have like a very like. <laughs> We know what we are. Like we know we're just like just like blatantly disregarding what it means and just say, "Oh, we're teenagers. This is what we do." It's like, "Oh, okay." So it's very well written and uh, it's something that kind of stuck with me as a very fun game that I, I plan on revisiting just because I like those characters. Joel? So the first one I want to highlight is Super Liminal. Uh Super Liminal was a game that technically came out last year, I believe. But yes. uh, it came out this year on Nintendo Switch, which is, like, one of the few platforms I play lately. Uh, Superliminal tugs at the same kind of threads that Portal does in a lot of ways. Uh, these sort of mind-bending puzzles that you have to be uh, aware of how the systems worked in the game to really solve all the puzzles. And, and the concept is, as a reminder... You grab things, and then if you lift them up, the size and the weight of them expand. And then if you drag them down, they shrink. And at first, they're very simple puzzles just to sort of get you to figure out the process of how it works. And then it keeps on building incrementally in a way that they really do a good job of scaling up the difficulty in a way that doesn't seem impossible. There are a few puzzles at the end that I struggled with mightily, but for the most part, they all made kind of sense. Uh, the game is slippery enough in terms of the way you can like, you can sort of fudge your way through some puzzles too. Uh, if you're, you don't have to be perfectly precise with it. And the, the narration is this sort of abstract feel good thing that, uh, works it works within the confines of what you're playing so uh i would recommend anybody play super liminal if you're if you're looking for that sort of mind-bending puzzle first person game it, it works really well yeah I, I got to play it a little bit last year during our extra life stream and i had a lot of fun with it it, it is like the the expand and contract system thing itself is is fun to toy around with because you can make it like so big that it just blots your path, or you can just see it like tumbling from the sky in a really funny way. Yeah, and, and knock down uh, walls with it, and use right. use the blocks or whatever else you might find as steps, and just the way that they texture some of the rooms, so that you oh, have yeah. to take a different approach or look at an angle in order to unlock an item that you need to progress. Right, think outside the box really is applicable yeah. in, in this case. I like when you make something so giant that when it comes down, it just makes a giant echo. It's a like boom. Yes. It's like slow-mo. Yeah. And it comes down slow-mo, too. That, that's part of the fun. Yeah. Okay, Joel, that was super liminal. Getty, what are you bringing to the table for personal game of the year? Well, <clears throat> uh, man, I there's so many good games this year. I don't even know where to where to start. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I just pretend to take a really long time on this segment, will everybody cut theirs down to three? <laughs> no, I was going to move on and just say, I'm going to say my second one next. Oh, well, that's not really fun. 
then I, then I'll get uh, Last of Us Part Two out of the way, so that okay. I know that neither of you guys have played it. I'm sure that neither of you want me to talk about it at length, but <clears throat> I'll play it on the PlayStation Five Game of the Year edition. Okay, so this this game, if uh, I know that there's a lot of controversy surrounding it, mostly because of the way that the story goes, but I, I honestly was not terribly surprised with the way that the game starts or how it progresses because of knowing the characters from the first game. You have generally selfish characters, and they're going to be selfish, so if you can try and understand the approach that everybody takes, it makes sense. And it it's definitely not exactly what i was expecting going into it but it, it was a continuation and it built on the relationships that were already there so the gameplay only got better from mm-hmm. the first game yeah the crafting system was essentially the same but the way that you can move around the map uh the way that the enemy ai was extremely uh, <laughs> smarter than in the first one yeah. it, it really made it more challenging but it also opened up the game for the different things that you could do. They added a couple of like open map areas too, which was a departure okay. from the original. So you actually yeah, had the, a, the original only had like that one spot. Well, in the original, it was kind of like railroading you like every, every opportunity you got, it was like, keep going, keep going. And this one, there were a couple of spots where you had to like stop and explore and try and, and dig a little bit deeper. So I, this is a game that, that I enjoyed um, it didn't make me feel particularly great <laughs> based on the character's decisions, but I think that they had to make those decisions in order to, to get where they are. I, you know, I'm, I haven't played the game, so I obviously can't critique the story too much, but I, I don't also understand why somebody would be surprised if these characters took a more self-serving like route if this year should have taught anybody anything, when people are pressured enough, they do bad things. Yeah. You, you know, that's just, that is human nature. You, you get to a point where you're at your end of your rope. You, you get into fight or flight mode and, and do whatever you can to survive. And it, it it made sense to me that these characters would do bad or despicable things if they were cornered in the right way. So... I am curious to try this. Like the first game, I I know I won't enjoy the gameplay, so it would be about experiencing the story above all else and just taking in the graphical fidelity and and usual great uh, way it looks. But uh, I I think it's fair to add that to your list. (laughs) I think that's kind of why we aren't picking it is just because, or we haven't even played it, is because we're, we're just... This is not the right mindset for for twenty twenty. Well, right we now. know why Alex isn't picking it. He's got to fill out that beat list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's not even that. It's more again. I don't know if that's the the mindset I want to be in for twenty twenty. It's a big commitment. I don't know if there's gonna be a time after this that you will be ready, Alex. You're gonna have a daughter, <laughs> and uh, if you ever have to make a, a decision, like Joel, not Joel on our podcast, but Joel, like in the mm-hmm. game. Oh man, I'm just saying. You know, there are a good prime like three to six months where you can hold a baby in your arm while playing a game for the most part, as long as you can pause it. 
I, yeah. I do think Alex is going to have a decent chunk of gaming time for a bit between that and then just those times where you're woken up at hot hours of the day. I'm still trying to figure out what is going to be my baby my baby game. We'll discuss that later. But there is a there's going to, I'm trying to put in my head a baby game. So we'll figure it out. Not baby not ba- for baby, but game that I can play. I think it's going well. to be Tokyo Mirage Sessions. That was a thought. That was a thought. Sharp okay, uh, F-E Encore. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> my next game uh, I wanted to bring to the table was Welcome to Elk. Welcome to Elk. This uh, small team uh, of Icelandic uh, y- uh, European people, they made this game about storytelling and what it means to tell a story and what it means for those people who are living those kind of folk folk tales themselves. So if you if you do something that's kind of crazy, how does anybody know about it except for local legend? And to talk about it is to kind of live forever. Long after you've passed, if people are still talking about you and telling you telling about talking about these tales of these adventures that you had, you live forever. And that's kind of where Welcome to Elk comes in. It's just these this loose collection of local folklore. Not even and it, it, it's not even they're not even epic tales. It's just like, oh yeah, this guy used to bury beers all yeah. around town so that anytime he would wander around drunk around town, he can always just have another beer. He but can go, oh, I had a cache of beers. That's the I, charm I mean, of this game, Alex. Like, as yeah. you're walking around the town, you hear this story about a guy that used to hide beers because he'd have to walk to and from work, so he didn't want to be <laughs> out. And even when he would go to buy beers, he would hide beers around. That's the kind of stuff that... And you explore the environment, and you'll like hit a rock. Keep finding and, beers. Yeah, there's just cans of, or bottles of beers everywhere. Yeah, this this game definitely made it onto my short list, or at least my top ten for the year. And just that having is... like a mix a mixed medium of all of a sudden FMV just pop up right in your yeah. screen, just right in the middle of gameplay, and it's like, oh, here is a full motion video of a a the someone who actually heard that story, knew that person, and is telling it to you in an interview. It's just wild, wild stuff. That one kind of stuck with me. (laughs) Joel? All right, so the next one I want to highlight is Lonely Mountains Downhill. It is another game that I think came out a year or two ago on on Steam and made its way to Switch and maybe other consoles this year. I'm not sure. Uh, Lonely Mountain Downhill is a track sort of racing game but racing's kind of loose and uh, not always descriptive of it. You are playing as a biker and you are going downhill through the wilderness on different sort of mountains or uh, landscapes like that and everything's sort of voxely and simplistic which isn't always something I love but it works pretty well here just because the rate at which you move in certain parts of the downhill area Sometimes it's fast enough to where you don't even have time to really take in and and look at it. And it's not like Minecraft. It's more like, uh, think like PlayStation 1 model characters. Think like Solid Snake from uh, Metal Gear Solid 1. <laughs> On the PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. Way, yeah, things look. and it, But it works really well because it allows things to sort of be flattened out in a way that... Uh, you can see the, lands, the landscape and the paths more clearly. And it's the kind of game where you can take it either really challenge mode-wise, and then you can also take it in from a just, I'm going to take my time uh, biking through this 
trail and just sort of taking things in and enjoying it. The, the progression is that you have to just get through the level once, uh, which is like you can take your time kind of thing. But then to accumulate points to open up new tracks, there's different challenges like beat it within the certain time frame or uh, get through the track without falling off your bike X amount of times. And so it's got a mixture of both like the relaxing and the challenging. And environmentally, it feels really great because the the music isn't there at all. There's no music, but it has a lot of sort of ambient nature sounds. And so it's it's just a really mellow, relaxing thing that's a great thing to just sort of like sit in with a half hour if you got the time to just... Joel, can you make some of those nature sounds? No. Okay. <laughs> I was too all excited early. for a second. I was like, oh, yeah. too early. No <laughs> too coffee. Early. <laughs> uh, I just... It's, it's good stuff, guys. If you're needing just something to like... I need to break away and, and feel like I'm sort of just doing something relaxing and low effort. It, it, it totally tracks with that. Okay. That was Lonely Mountains Downhill. Getty? Oh, man, it's my turn again. <laughs> what game am I going to pick next? I feel like I, I've just been like the more mainstream person here, so... Um, I'm looking at my list, and if I really have to hammer it down even further, I'm probably gonna go bug snakes here, guys. I'm sorry. Actually, no, not, you know what? Apologize. No, that's fuck you guys. I'm not sorry. Bug snakes, <laughs> clearly my game of the year. Why? Bunger, Strabby, Bunger's quality, Strabby. Yeah, uh, yeah. The fact that the body horrors never stop coming. <laughs> Like I, every time I close my eyes, I think about the ribipede and how it turns your body parts into those like weird, grotesque hooks that are just—it's mm-hmm. just bones and meat. Um, the ending. And, yeah, yeah. I was—I was gonna say I'm not sure how much we want to spoil there, but like the way they sort of turn that kind of body horror stuff you're talking about into a main story note <laughs> near the end is just. It, it that is what brought this game from a okay this is like a simple fun silly thing to like a whoa like there are real consequences to what are happening and they thought this through beyond just like a silly pokemon like kind of thing right yeah i the town itself with all of the characters and how diverse that that town's group of people was i honestly have been thinking back and most of the games that I've played this year haven't been as inclusive as uh, Snacktooth's I- Snacktooth Island's uh, what is it Snackburg? Snackburg. Snackburg. Let's go with Snackburg. Yeah, I, I think it's Snackburg. Snacktooth. Snacktooth yeah. Island, but yeah. I think it's Snacksburg. Yes, it's the Snacksburg. town name. I think so. Yeah, and, and all the characters feel genuine. Yeah, like their their writing seems real instead. Like that's one da- thing that smaller dance struggle with sometimes is the the writing doesn't feel like real characters. Sometimes it'll feel like more like Kevin Smith's kind of quippy. Everybody's too clever by half kind of stuff. And other times it'll be like they're trying to write a character, but they don't really know what those type of people sound like. And, and this <laughs> game. Each character is written in a way that feels genuine. The voice acting is really high quality. Yeah. And it, it just it, it accompanies everything else so greatly. It's I mean, really good. They they knocked this one out of the park. Like 
and the fact that it was given away as a free game for PlayStation 5 Plus sub- subscribers. Like, I here is a treat, and please eat it. <laughs> that is what yeah. I have to say. I, I mean, I, I think it made sense. Getty, I don't know the... if you want to eat that bug snacks. <laughs> Whoa, no spoilers, no spoilers. I, I, I think PS Plus inclusion in PlayStation 5 makes total sense. It's the kind of game that might get overlooked outside of, like, the enthusiast gaming uh, community, but if you give it for free for anybody who buys a PS5, it's like, here, try this, and it, it's a hook to dip people in, and people shouldn't miss this one. They shouldn't. Yeah, and those those people, I believe it's young, what, young horses, young horses. Yeah, yes, the people who did Octodad. But again, once again, Octodad, the song. Octodad. Go listen to the Bug Snack song and tell me <laughs> that isn't the greatest thing ever. Keddy? Yes. Number two to the greatest thing ever, the Octodad song. That's yeah. what I mean is that they compl- they come with a full package of catchy song that makes you want to talk about the game. Comes with a full fun gameplay loop that's kind of for the whole family, but also innovative at the same time. Takes something that is a known quantity and innovates on it to make something brand new. And yeah, again, obviously coming with that song and everything like that, I just... They they know what they're doing. They do really good work. Quick and, note: uh, yeah. uh, apologies to anybody listening. I've got two elephants stomping around right now. It's okay. <laughs> That's just why you're the, the producer. The bug snack song stuck in my head now. Da na 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 na. Bug snacks. Okay, so the next game I wanted to bring up uh, on my list is Moving Out. Moving Out. Is was is, is was this year's overcooked for me? I know that we are all apart, so we couldn't get everybody in a room to play four player moving out. But that's that's a plan for the future, bringing moving out to a party, and all of us getting like yelling and getting angry and frustrated, but also like laughing hysterically. Moving out really kind of stuck to me that way, as like a silly move all the stuff out into the moving truck, grabbing on either side. It's pretty wacky and uh i think they they did a really good job coming up with whatever that new party game was that that game really uses the same kind of feel as overcooked but i found it a lot less stressful uh, they still have the time limit but like the coordination and the back and forth you have to do with the people playing with you is not as intensive or multifaceted that overcooked is Mm. And the simplicity to it really made it so that Kelly and I could play that, not get as frustrated with each other while playing it, and, and more like laugh at the failures. And the physics of it is really silly, like when you're trying to throw furniture into the truck, and you toss it over, and it just sort of tumbles back out at you because you did a bad job putting furniture in there in the first place. And it, it just it's really it's a really good, silly multiplayer game. That's why I think that, like, again, the next party I have when everyone goes back to normal is going to be bringing moving out to places. All right, Joel, you're up. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm i not going to dwell on this, and I'm just going to quickly note, because Alex and I had four <laughs> instead yeah. of three. Uh, animal should surprise nobody, Animal Crossing New Horizons is on my list. It It is – we've talked about it to death, so I'm not going to go over it, but – even after sort of dropping off hard with it by the time we got to summer, 
it it was probably some of the most uh, engrossing gaming I had done this year. It's just it's the perfect kind of hooks that this kind of game has, and the sort of what is that? Nothing. I'm just messing around. Katie's <laughs> <laughs> being a jerk. Yeah. Uh, I, I won't dwell on that further. Everybody knows why Animal Crossing's on my list. Uh, my my number one game this year was Invisible Ink. Uh, speaking of the games that aren't from 2020 but came out on Switch. Uh, <coughs> you haven't played the, it, it's I, new to you, right? Yeah, and, and I, I'm really stretching the new here because the, the original game came out in 2015, I think. <laughs> <laughs> on yeah. PC, uh, but Invisible Ink is this wonderful strategy game. It, it takes the kind of same bones that XCOM type games do, except uh, the percentages aren't as prominent there. It is a heavily stealth based game, mm-hmm. and that that really serves itself well in how since combat's like your last resort and it's not really a good resort, it feels like more of a chess game then the sort of, to me, the XCOMs of the world feel more like haphazard. Clearly, there's strategy in it, but I never got really that great in it. And it was too much of an investment where, like, oh, I, I blew an hour, and I just got completely wiped. Uh, and, and it does the thing really well where you can take back a number of turns in the game, too. So, like, if you feel like you funneled yourself into an unwinnable situation, you can take a few steps back and then see if you can reorient yourself to to get through it. Uh, this up here, this is up there with me to things like Into the Breach, FTL. It's the same quality tier of game. And if you like those, or even the XCOMs of the world, you owe it to yourself to give it a shot. Okay. And yeah, you it? tell him, Joel. You go play Invisible Ink right now. Play, right now. Son of a bitch. Wake up and play this. It's game. on everything. You have no excuse not to. No excuses. Getty. Well, I'm I'm gonna keep my list to three, even though I would love to talk about every single game that made it onto my top ten. Hmm. My not top ten, because I didn't label any of them. But I mean uh, I'm going to have to go JRPG with this last one, at least in a way. For me, uh, played Persona 5 Royal. I think I'm going to go Final Fantasy VII Remake because Mm -hmm. I know that Persona 5 had so much extra content, and I absolutely love it, and I'm probably going to go back and play it again at some point. Um, You can call me crazy, but... Final Fantasy VII Remake, that is a game that you know the characters and you want to know what the new story is and how or what they're even going to do to make it different from the original. And I will tell you, uh, recently I went back and I was playing Final Fantasy VII on Switch and the whole scene to get out of Midgar, out of, uh, yeah, out of the first city is about 10 hours of gameplay. And this is 35 plus hours of building characters. And uh, in some ways it can be kind of grindy, but that's, that's what I expect from JRPG. Something that's going to make me have to work for it. Uh, Leveling up your materia is a pain in the first game or in the original. So why isn't it going to be a pain this time? Uh, But at the same time, it brought the combat system that I love from final fantasy 15. So 
being able to switch and do stuff on the fly, it feels really good. Uh, and the way that they open it up and, and they change the story around, it really makes me excited and uh, looking forward to what the next one is going to look like, <laughs> even though it might not be for for a while. Yeah, yeah, to say the least. What what? Let's guess. What what year do you think it'll be out? I'm doing 2023. I would say 2023. Yeah, I. They're gonna. If anything, we're gonna hear about it a little bit this next year in 2021. But I don't know. I am I gonna be a sucker and pay for each game in an installment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even if it crosses platforms, it's gonna feel like a. There was a, it another, without question will cross platforms. Yeah, period. there was another game that did that, and I was like, "Oh, this is stupid," but I ended up doing it anyway. So, you know what? I'm I'm gonna stick my money into it. I love Final Fantasy. Kingdom Agreed. Hearts was that the one that crossed platforms? You were like, "This is stupid." Yes. <laughs> no, no, it was another game. <laughs> that that... Three platforms. No, uh, I think two. the first two, two. were PS2. Yeah, Are they? Right. Oh, that's right. Well, Shit. But do the. But all the other stories are on so many other platforms. Yeah. Dude. You need to get, know those get stories. Get out of here. No, get that BS out of there. I don't want to hear. Uh, okay. The, I want yeah, to know only th- Game Boy there are Advanced. Only three canonical ones as far DS, as I'm 3DS. I, I've got that collection on uh, PS4. Uh, I'm only playing three of these games. You can't make me. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them aren't that bad. Yeah. I, I, one's, I a card, one's, a, one's a card battler? Yeah. That one was pretty I, good. I get the sense the more you play these games, the more comfortable you are with the jankiness, and then you get better at working around it. So, it, oh guys, I'm at the Riku fight at the end of one, and I'm so angry. <laughs> it's, just... it's not an easy fight. Did you uh, upgrade everything? You got your Ultima weapon equipped? Of course not. I'm getting, up, I'm no getting us back, back on track. Either. I'm going to come back to this. Uh, and then I just want to say that Ori and the Will of the Wisps is fantastic. All right. So everyone should play it. Now, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be back. The games we wish we had time to play. The top three games. And also just a couple highlights. We'll be right back. We're back. We're back with the top three games we wish we had time to play in 2020. Oh, is that what this For... category is? Yes. I don't... Top games don't... that we wish we had time to play in 2020. Don't we worry, just missed this... out. This will be zippy because we have nothing to say on them. <laughs> no straight roads. We played the demo, and I wish we had played it fully. Yeah. To... I want. I wish me the pandemic happened, so me and Getty could not get into a room to play it together. Uh, I still am planning on buying it just so I could play through it. It's not relatively long, so I think that like Getty, I got it for you for your birthday, and you never played through it. It's still sitting. I was hoping that we'd be able to crack it open together and and play, but it might it might have to be one of those games that we do separate and come back and talk about it. Yeah, exactly. But uh, we've talked to some the one of the voice actors or actresses. Uh, talked about possibly doing an interview. I just wish we had more time to kind of get through that. Uh, the other, I you know, blasting through these. 
uh, West of Dead, got it on the Switch. I just I didn't have another a more time for another roguelike, and I kind of held off because you had a problem. Alex, uh, it's with- it's okay. It's 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 an okay game, but the length of the runs that's probably mm-hmm. my biggest gripe because I can get like four levels into it. But, you know, every time you die, you got to go back and the weapons reset and the amount of upgrades that you get isn't enough to make a huge difference. So you have to have a horseshoe in your ass if you want to finish it. Got it. That's my opinion. (laughs) And uh, Blasphemous, uh, you had raved about it and got me more hyped on it. And now Joel's playing it. Yeah, yes, I just I never am. got around to playing it. I, I, It's been on my list for a while. When we played the demo, I knew this was going to be something special. That I guy just, just, like, picking at the face on his chest. Uh, like, that's at, early, too. Yeah. And I was like, that, that, ugh. That sets the tone <laughs> pretty, uh, oof. There's well, a, I think the first boss was the tree in the demo, and the, it just the way it was animated was so well done. And that the, the blood scene where you put it in your helmet, that was in the demo. Mm-hmm. This is, it really is something like... I got an I, I, egg. I, I know that this is, again, going off topic, but at one point I got an egg, and it said it was an egg made out of hair. Fantastic. And uh, I figured out where to put it, but I didn't get anything when I put it in the, the spot, so I don't, I don't know, man. This is, there's a lot more into that game that I did not figure out. There's a lot that I mean again. You're not a big have you have, a, have you were you a big Souls person? Because that's kind of like how all of them were. Where just these items just have like a very vague description, and until you know exactly what to do with it. I played a couple of Souls games. I, I played uh, what through Demon Souls, and I played most of Bloodborne. I didn't finish it. I mm-hmm. yeah. In those cases, they purposely are trying to be obtuse. Yeah, you know, trying to make it a mystery that the the community figures out. I right, uh, Joel, what were your games that you missed in 2020? Yeah, so uh, the first one I'm actually working on rectifying right now, but Necro Barista is definitely one that I heard enough buzz between you and the Damien Fitz folks that I was like, it, it's such a, it's a shorter game, uh, the sort of narrative focused with the interesting conceit of being sort of the, the bartender for the dead and sort of working them through uh, their, you know, sort of issues and trying to suss out who's dead or versus alive there with the story about how the owners are trying to sort of like keep their, their time debt down. Uh, it's all really interesting. And, uh, I, I didn't put on my list this year because I, I just started it last night because I, I was really curious to try it and and it's really good. Like it's, it is a really good thing and I'm eager to finish it because the, the narrative, the narrative is, is really sound uh, and the characters are interesting. So that, that was one. Um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps is one that I need to get back to. I, I maybe played an hour of it. And it surprised me that it didn't stick with me because Ori and the Blind Forest, the year I played it was like, that was my game of the year that year. It was just so good. Such a sound, roguelite with really challenging platforming sequences. Uh, but it's just something I didn't find the time to do. And I, I'm looking back, and I'm not sure why, because it, it, I'm sure that game is as good as the first one. Uh, and then finally, uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which is one that kind of came out of left field near the end of this year when it came out. I've heard a lot of glowing things about it, and I'm really I'm in the mood for another space shooter and it's been so long since there's been a, a good space shooter, and there's been some buzz around that. So I'm I'm real curious to try that out. Yeah. 
and Getty. Well, obviously it's cyberpunk. No, no, sorry guys. <laughs> I'm sure that eventually I'm going to play that, but uh, I do not have it installed or downloaded anywhere. I, I have absolutely been just binging Hades and mm-hmm. I, uh, we're recording this early, so mm-hmm. I did not include it on my game of the year list because I did not think I was going to make it through all 10 runs. But last night I finished my 10th run or yesterday at some point. I, I don't know. All I know is that this game, I finished the main story, but I could easily play through it again and again and again just because of all the little things that I missed or that I still want to complete. And uh, the ability to make the game more challenging by increasing like your punishment contract, I have a desire to see if I can I can beat all of the bosses with the extreme conditions clause. I was able to do it with two of them. Uh, the last two uh, I have not attempted yet. So uh, I, I feel like Hades... And there's probably like one, like one other game that I, I want to play, but I, it escapes me right now. Well, right now you're excited for the new Destiny expansion. No, I, I, I got it. I, Steve and I made a little bit of progress <laughs> on it. You know, I think that I'll be able to say that I finished at least the core campaign for Beyond Light. But yeah, I think there was at least one other game that I. I feel like I want to play more of, but I haven't gotten a chance to. You know, we've been on the the crunch time here on the podcast for the last 12 months. Mm. Content doesn't create itself, guys, so... (laughs) Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire, um... Kind of. Now, Star Renegades, I could could play that like 80 more times. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. That one is also on my uh, wish I had time to play to-do list mm-hmm. now uh super gg radio has uh had the beat list for uh quite some time we've been joking about it uh just as a reference uh as an ongoing joke i got two f- uh let's see here 51 games uh getty got two uh 54 games don't dame shame me i'm not gonna list your number thank you yeah, that's, that's getting good work, especially considering that a lot of your games were much longer than mine. <laughs> much longer, like hundreds of hours longer. Mm-hmm. Fine. Hundreds fine, of hours. Fine, fine. How? Uh, let's actually let's let's take a look at some of the highlights of the the beat list right now because I feel like I have that open somewhere. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yep. Platinum Control. That yep. was fun. Fallen Jedi Order, I platinumed that. I also platinumed Control this year. Let's see, uh, I enjoyed Milo's Quest. That was silly and small. And Streets of Rage 4 is a lot of fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wish we could that have done some style. some uh, co-op for that one. Yeah, there, there's still time. You know, the platinumed com- the, the complex. Platinum Persona game. 5 Royal. That, that was, uh, it took me a little bit of time. You know, I finished. Uh, yeah, I finished games this year. I feel like I. I'm gonna. I did work. I'm gonna get some coffee while you two are platinum baiting. One sec. Oh, so many platinums. No, there was a. I think that the the beat list kind of gave me a good uh, goal 
to try to can, try to beat some of the games that I do have. Uh, that being said, I, I know I have a problem with buying games and then not playing them. You know what? I remember what I wanted to play, and now that Joel walked away, it was I what wanted to at least try and make it through Little Hope with Joel. But I don't think that that's going to happen this year. That was the last. Oh thing. yeah, Joel. He wanted to play Little Hope with you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there's still time. I mean, here, here's the thing. <laughs> I I am fortunate in that the last two <clears throat> weeks of the year I will be off work. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm I'm gonna have extra time. We should make time during that time if you have the energy to pl- knock out some of these, like the the uh, Little Hope. I mean, we should do Man of the Damned because we never got around to that. Yeah. Streets of Rage 4. I uh, think that uh, multiplayer is broken still. Is it? Really? Of the du- we'll have to double check. Dude. Streets of Rage 4, the multiplayer was problematic. And you know what I really want to try sometimes? To get a group for Sea of Thieves. I've heard nothing but glowing things about the cooperative. You stuff know, you there. don't have you have a built-in group here that you could literally say, "Hey guys, install Sea of Thieves. Let's play it Wednesday." And be like, "Okay." Yeah, I know. Where do I have just, that? Usually, do I have that? You, usually, Game I'm busy with single, usually I'm busy with single player stuff. So like that that's been churning through my time. Lately. Sea of yeah. Thieves. It's on Game yeah. Pass. Wait, do I become Captain Jack Sparrow? Is that what this is? Kinda. I I mean, you can be whoever you want to be. I'm gonna be the drunk guy puking the entire time. Okay. <laughs> well. All right. I um, I have a list here before we kind of get to what we think our top three games are. I just want to try to kind of give a couple of highlights here. Uh, Extra Life, while remote, we did figure it all out and get it to run in a way that I felt like pretty proud of, switching between games. Uh, the Spooktacular episode was a lot of fun. I think that might be something we keep going with. Uh, Dirty Joel and the Boys is a funny <laughs> joke for those of you who have seen the other guys. Uh, getting Kevin to finally finish Metal Gear Solid right in time for a possible rumored remake. I still think that he should play Revengeance. He made some progress. Mm-hmm. Joel getting into Kingdom Hearts and last night getting ultimately frustrated with Riku boss. Is is I, Riku the actual last boss? I thought that... I I hope so. He's not. <laughs> yeah, I thought it I was Ansem. Uh, oh, I mean... He calls himself Ansem Bear. Okay. Does he have a second form? Is it a JRPG? God damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I think he might this have a second phase. I, beat. I have not played that game in so long, but I I swear that there's a second phase. There's always a second phase. Yeah. Yeah. What's his power level? Uh the beat list was a good highlight for me just because it gave me kind of a direction to go with trying to beat some of the games that I bought that I don't. I think when the PS5 gen comes, start, when I get a PS5 and start going that route, I'm going to go the Getty route and only buy games, then beat them. And, and then, then trade them. trade them in for credit or try and find a place yeah. to sell them. Yeah, and man. Just not do the whole, I'm going to collect all the games that I want to play, well, but never will. There's some games that I ended up keeping around, and I, I will admit that in the first couple of generations i was like oh i'll come back and i'll play this at some point during my life and that's not uh that's not how it's been so i've been a lot more willing to you know trade away games after i finish it because i have other uh, snacks other bug snacks that i need to eat other snaps i then also uh to thank all of our guests uh big from big deal blake uh my big brother phil kevin hartwig 
Uh, Steve, our uh, producer, uh, keep being a doctor. Uh, our gaming fix pals, Andre, Pat, and Alex G. And uh, Mary Kish and Abby, Abby Russell being our most uh, listened to episode. Also, the first guest to ever beat Getty in Indie or Outie. Oh, God. That happened this year, huh? Mm-hmm. Also, Mary Kish, her, uh, her doing uh, voice acting work as uh, Isaac from Dead Space still makes me laugh. <laughs> Uh, also, our interviewees, uh, we had Dalton McGee and Roosevelt Pittman. Those two interviews were a lot of fun to be part of. They were both fascinating people who brought a lot of insight into both the industry and the esports industry. So thank you and shout out to all of them. Now, uh, top Super GG Radio's top three games. Joel, you've gone ahead and made a little mini short list. I, I, you know, I've started collecting the ones that I feel like are a given that between us we want to include. Uh, so far, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Bud Snacks, uh, Mine, Invisible Ink, Persona 5 Royal, I assume between the two of you have a fondness for it, Necro Barista, uh, Daddy of the Last of Us Part Two. Uh so I guess from that sense, what what are the gaps that you feel like are like your Hades. babies that you Hades? That's a good choice. I honestly think Hades is just our number one. I wish you guys would play I'm, more of it. <clears throat> that's for sure. Yeah, I mean that that's the only thing keeping it from my list is that I just haven't played enough of it to. Do that's because you have uh, what scruples? Is that what they call it? You have uh, what? what is it called? Where you have you Define actually have integ- scruples? You have in, you have integrity. Because uh, Hades is my number one, and I did not beat it fully. <laughs> well, I, but like you, you've played it a lot more than I have, though. Yeah, I, I, I have. I've barely scratched the surface of it. I, I'm gonna deal with Hades the way I dealt with Dead Cells. It's gonna be something that I pick away at over time, and then once I've gotten through enough of it, you know, then I'll I'll be done with it basically. Uh, so, I am willing to accept Hades as number one, because <laughs> just because. I know, Getty, you, you've liked it a lot. Joke's on you Alex, guys. You I've just been playing Hades this entire time. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> you probably could have done a couple runs in by now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my average run is between 35 and 40 minutes, except for the one that I did in 25 minutes. So mm-hmm. how long have we been going? An hour and ten. Oh, yeah. Maybe two runs. Jeez. Yeah. So, right, so, so I guess... Between the two of you, do we have any arguments for something besides Hades being number one? I mean, I already kind of know. I think I know where this list is going to go. Period. But mm-hmm. I uh, I can agree with Hades being number one. Do you want to provide an alternate? I would say that the close second is Bug Snacks. That's where I I saw the. Uh... The, the game of the year going yeah. would be yeah. that bug snacks would be a possible either second. Wow, just like, uh, I guess that bug snacks was pretty good. I I liked bug snacks a lot. I'm surprised Final Fantasy VII Remake wasn't number two. Joel, I that, the list yeah. in my head was Hades bug snacks Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, <laughs> that was literally like I'm like this is how that list is gonna go. Uh-huh. I can uh-huh. already look at this and say that that's our commonalities, and that's mm. where it's gonna end up being. And don't get me wrong, I could make a very good case for Persona 5 
It's just I know that you guys don't want to hear about how long I spent or ultimately how much I had to grind or all of the other stupid, stupid things I did for that game. Yeah. Okay, well, let's... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, let's uh, let's expand it to five then because we, we kind of churned these out pretty quickly. It seems like we can at least, uh, you know, come to a consensus on five and we'll leave it at that. Kill it with fire. Kill it with fire. <laughs> that made my top ten. I, I think, I think it made Alex's top mentions. ten too. It did not make my it top ten. It did not make your top ten? Oh, fine. Um, okay. Uh, Paper Mario? Yes. Paper Mario? Paper Mario easily would be in my top five. So Paper Mario the Origami Teen, I found it funny that none of us had mentioned it up until now. Uh, I got swept away, those... Joel. I got swept mm-hmm. away. With all of the excitement of recording so early today. See, for sure. me, it's more about the fact that I think that I don't... Like, I think that Paper Mario is, like, a known quantity. There's never really, like... There's not, there's not a debate, like, oh... I, I, I know that uh, even with our Gaming Fix friends, they there's people over there that don't like Paper Mario. Right. I don't... Andre, Andre. Andre. <laughs> <laughs> he really doesn't like Paper yeah. Mario. <laughs> but I just... I just... I found nothing but, like, like joy in that. It, it took me a little bit hard, like a little bit longer to kind of push through it. My, I had apprehension because I wanted to play the original Paper Mario beforehand, and I did mm. not like it. Yep. So, getting around to playing it, the new one, uh, I really enjoyed it, and I found it very whimsical and fun. And the puzzle battle system, I thought I would hate, uh, end up being something that I thought was really inspired. This, the story of Paper Mario and the Origami King is not such that it's for it has adult elements to it. There's a very serious sense of loss. And, uh, you know, in some ways, uh, it, it was powerful. I, I did not expect, uh, a couple of, a couple of the things that they did with the game. So I was pleasantly mm. surprised, especially I, are we within, uh, within the spoilers, at least a little bit to talk about Bob Oh, yeah, Bob. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, brief spoiler warning, we're going to talk about Bob. Yeah, Bob, he gave his life for the greater good. <laughs> yeah. Which I did think it was funny later on, you like, run into like, oh, it's another Bob news. Yeah, we're all called Bob. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. So, it's kind of <laughs> like that, it's kind of like that joke from Beer Fest, that Beer Fest with, uh, what was that bitter guy's name in that movie? Which big the guy who like dies and then he, the other guy turns oh, back, just looking just like him. He's Kevin like, yeah, I was his twin. Yeah, just to make things easier, you can just call me yeah. by his name, yeah. landfill. Yeah, landfill. That's right. That's right. We're exactly the same person. <laughs> yeah, I think that yeah, Paper uh, Mario, uh, other things to possibly, uh, sh- and, and I kind of go. I, I know that I'm kind of. I'm more pushing towards games that we've we've more have in common that we know are like known quantities of like this is very good is a very good mm-hmm. product that I think that we can all kind of agree on. Yeah. As opposed to fighting for things on a list, I think that no, paper... well, I that that's the reason why I chose a small list. If <laughs> you guys we, had we the opportunity debate. to play Last of Us, I'd probably make a bit a better case for it. But I know that as a podcast, if we're going to come to a decision, I'm happy with these three games so far. So if we want to add Paper Mario as number, I could do four or five, and throwing in there, 
I know that both of you guys have had a great time, and I've heard nothing but good things about Animal Crossing and the escapism that everybody's been able to get out of it this year. So, mm. otherwise, I know that, uh, at least for Alex, Necrobarista changed him in some ways, uh, made him more mm. introspective and, and take a look at his life. So, that could easily make number five. I, that, I guess before, right. we made, before we make the last decision, are there any other games we want to toss in there that are personal favorites or uh, things we want to argue for? Again, I'm not doing... I don't want us to do the whole giant bomb, like, argue for an hour kind of thing, but, like, if we're going to make the top five, you know, I'm willing to make a case for, or hear cases for something that's a personal favorite. Uh, the only ones I could think of uh, would be possibly Super Crush KO or uh, Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Uh, let's see here. Possibly Star Renegades possibly star these, renegades these are games you played too arona yes okay uh i played a little bit of super crush ko uh i i liked iceborne quite a bit and uh star renegades i did play i didn't fall as in love with it as uh as getty did but that's still only because i didn't put enough time investment into it mm-hmm. that's fair Getty, what about you I mean, Last of Us is already on there. Uh, the only one I would add between Persona uh, would be Kill It With Fire. Just the sheer stupidity okay. and <laughs> and fun that I had with it. Setting off okay. C4 in my house. Yeah, that seems like a good idea. <laughs> well, I, I, I like Super Crush KO, Alex. Um, it, funny enough, looking at this list, if you were to cut one of them off, we would have a top mm. ten. <laughs> well I, i'm gonna level with you I, i'm not sure if super crush ko really tracks for me like i enjoyed it mm. but it's also kind of a faint experience and it didn't really stick with me personally okay uh then so i think uh the, i think the 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 top five would be paper mario then probably animal crossing okay Paper Mario. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I, I mean, Animal Crossing's closer to my number one, but I don't I don't think I'm going to supplant uh, uh, Butt Snacks or any uh, Final Fantasy Seven for <laughs> that. I had um, uh, so I had a, a, snacks, a, baby. A, I had a tangential uh, affiliation with Animal Crossing, uh, watching uh, Beth play that pretty much nonstop until credits. Hmm. I was part of the. You got to get your turnips. You gotta. You gotta turn them in. You gotta make that cash money. You gotta. Yep. You gotta get Tom Nook. You gotta hang out with Tom Nook. You gotta do the KK slider. Yep. I definitely yeah. found the merit in it, and I really appreciated what it brought. So. It, it is definitely the one that I want to go back to. Like I, I burnt myself out pretty quickly just because of how I devoured it, which is the same tract I did with Stardew Valley the year that came out. But it's that thing that nags at me that I want to I want to go back to. And I, I don't have I have family members that game, quote unquote, in a very like oh what's the new hot thing I'm gonna grab, whatever game is really popular. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden I had cousins that were like, what's your Animal Crossing Island code? What's your Animal Crossing Island code? We gotta go mm-hmm. and I'm gonna drop off I'm gonna drop off a shirt and I des- I designed this this hat and they were just constantly back and forth friend coding friend coding friend that was. I don't go on Facebook. I go on Facebook once a week, but every time I'd go on there, I would see just like, here's my friend code. Here's my friend code. I'm like, I did not know you gamed. 
I also did not know you gamed. This is weird. Just started adding friend codes so that, you know, more hats and turnips for Beth. Kelly's been really wanting to create the uh, letter Kenny hangout spot near the uh, the food stand, the fruit stand. <laughs> oh, yeah. The produce stand. So she's like, we need to get our friends back to playing this. So I, she's like, I got all the costumes for everybody, and I've got the right uh, <laughs> furniture and stuff. And it's like, well, nobody's playing it anymore. <laughs> That's a jump into that. For sure. Yeah, we'll have to see about that. Uh, all right. Uh, so the last five we have are Persona 5 Royal, Necrobarista, Last of Us Part Two. Monster Hunter World Iceborne and kill it with fire. Um, I don't need to go to 10. I'm going to tell you right now. I, we, we've already got it here. <laughs> Why don't we just... I'm just saying, like, it doesn't have to be that hard even. Daddy, how strong do you feel about uh, The Last of Us Part 2? Is it enough that you think this would be number 6? I, I kind of feel like between this list, that and Persona 5 Royal should probably be next because... Persona 5 Royal is something you both have experience with and been gushing about. I've got it on my backlog. Uh, but where do you think those fall? I I could go five or uh, sorry, six or seven for Last of Us. I I can make a, a pretty good case if I need to. It's mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I would more vote Last of Us if only because the problem, the problematic areas of Persona 5 Royal, or Persona 5 just in general, were not fixed in Persona 5 Royal. It just adds more content. So yeah. while I do really, really, really like Persona 5 Royal, it didn't fix any problems that were that existed beforehand. What do you mean? And okay. What what problems uh, specifically? I think there's some uh, characterizations of homosexual people, uh, right, and, and trans people that aren't great. The, yeah. yeah like, it, uh, they and the, the problematic dating of your uh teachers doctors there's nothing wrong with a little bit of slap oh, and tickle I was, I was all in on that teacher <laughs> i was on the goth doctor but doesn't matter doesn't mean it's not problematic <laughs> it's not problematic it's it's all it's puppy love he doesn't do anything with them i think it's more the fact that the adults seem to be more open yeah <laughs> but which really uh, makes me wonder either here nor there I mean, I mean, it's it's important, but I don't that it really flavor your enjoyment of it too much. It sounds like it's one of those at the margins <laughs> things that we're talking about. <laughs> Do I feel creepy? Yes. Am I going to yeah. change the right, way that but, I play? But a, no. But a lot of the JRPG games have some of those uncomfortable, like this doesn't seem socially acceptable, and I don't like the way that they portray this kind of thing. It's to me, it's kind of the nature of the game. So it's it's like part of the bad you take with the good. Hopefully yeah. that improves over time, but that's just the way it's kind of been. So, uh, last last where we have Necro Barista, Monster Hunter World, Iceborne, Kill of Fire. I kind of feel like that's the order they belong in. <laughs> yes, that's I, where I would I, put them. Yeah, like Necro Barista, I can see where it's going, and I like what it's doing, so I see the merit. In. Iceborne, I played a little bit with you, Alex, on my late night. I, I want to play more of it, but it's more a Monster Hunter, so like... And more. now they just they added Mila Jovovich. I got to go back in there and beat Mila Jovovich. Yep. And, and Kill It With Fire is our pity daddy choice. <laughs> oh, I, it's on uh, no. the list now. You can't take take it back. No, so no backsies. No takey backsies. If we, haven't, if we hadn't been going for an hour, 22 minutes, I'd maybe argue Invisible Ink, but I'm tired. So <laughs> let's go with that. So that is our first ever. This is the first time ever we've made a top 10 list, and I think that we... We did it relatively easy. 
would you guys be interested in contributing to a video if I were to produce a video for this? Without question. Do okay. I have to sing uh, and dance? Uh, what what kind of video? No, all you, all all I'll have you do is maybe do a write up for a certain number of games for this, if so it could be the script. Okay, I'll Lord. collect the name, play video, and stuff. So our game of the year list is Hades at number one, Bug Snacks at number two. It's Bug Snacks. Final Fantasy VII remake for number three, Paper Mario and the Origami King for number four. Animal Crossing New Horizons for number 5, The Last of Us Part 2 at number 6, Persona 5 Royal at 7, Necro Barista at 8, 9 comes in with Monster Hunter World Iceborne, technically came out in 2019, but the PC version came out in 2020, and Kill It With Fire at number 10. Solid list, a wacky list. Well, it, it lines up with our tastes, right? I agree. And at the same time, I will say that this 2020 had some good-ass games. Some good-ass games. Good-ass games. For a year where a lot of stuff was delayed, a lot of good stuff still came out. Well, congrats, guys, on your Game of the Year. Our Game of the Year podcast. Another one in the books. This is number two for us. And I want to say it was a great one. It was fine. Yeah. It was okay. <laughs> I'm still going back to Dirty Joel and the boys. <laughs> and that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio Game of the Year. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio where Joel's getting mad at Kingdom Hearts. And what really what matters is Joel's getting mad at Kingdom Hearts and also he's exploring Hollow Knight, two things that I do love watching. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes or the Invisible Ink should have been on the Game of the Year list of your choice. Good ad, Joel. Thanks for listening. GG, Joel. Good game. GG, Getty. Game of the Year, Alex. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> Night, guys.